You are listening to the Conversational Selling Podcast with Nancy Calabrese. Hi, everyone. It's Nancy Calabrese, and it's time again for Conversational Selling, a podcast where sales leaders and business experts share what's going on in sales and marketing today. And it always starts with the human conversation. Today, we're speaking with Nicholas Topper, the CEO and co-founder of Inbox Booster, a platform that uses AI to ensure emails don't end up in spam, promotions on Gmail, Outlook, and Yahoo. The platform serves over 2,000 clients, including Y Combinator, Zango, and Wisby, and has recently been featured in several articles, including Forbes, BIM SMEs, and Business Mall. Nicholas has a Master of Science in Computer Science and has been awarded four patents on computer compiler optimization and email deliverability. Boy, that's a mouthful, Nicholas. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank I, you know, I, okay. I guess my first question is, how did you get involved in this business? And what's the trick? Uh, so first of all, there is no trick. And uh, the second answer is, uh, it kind of happened randomly. Uh, I was uh, studying and working at the same time. And uh, the people I was working with, uh, the company I was working with, uh, had uh, it started to have email trouble. And uh, actually, the teacher at my school uh, was a, was part of the team who built uh, AOL spam control. Okay. So, uh, so I kind of got some uh, cheat code here, and that's how I got involved. Because uh, then I looked like... Uh, uh, super, super good person in, uh, in my new company because I knew how these things worked uh, just because I had the right connection. And so, uh, so that's kind of how I got started. And then I got real, so it was initially just uh, totally random and opportunistic. Uh, and then I built a business in that space. I sold it. I worked in compilers afterwards. And, uh, and then I had also had my children. So I stopped working for a couple of years. Okay. And after moving to the US, I went back to it mostly because... Uh, the ecosystem has changed a lot, I feel, and not for the better. Uh, so my, my point being that uh, 10 years yeah. ago, it was actually very, very, uh, it's pretty straightforward to send emails. And uh, the rules were kind of simple. Now it's basically a mess, as uh, everybody knows. But besides being a mess, it's very like uh, unclear. So nobody really knows what's working. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are selling like snake oil type of, oh, do this and that, and it will work. But on top of that, the kind of playing field is very uneven. Uh, so, for instance, we've lost a, a customer recently because they've raised a, a lot of funds, right. and they had someone at Google on their board. So Google told them that they wouldn't be in spam, so they don't need us. Wow. So, uh, so basically, if you know the right person or you spend the right amount of money, then uh, you you will have uh, certain advantages, and I just feel that's wrong, and that's also the business opportunity. Wow. So you were on a mission to help uh, email senders achieve better deliverability and avoid spam filters. Give us some practical tips. I mean, how do we do that? So, so first of all, the, the the way to do that is actually, so, so yeah, as you mentioned, I'm on a mission, but this mission is mostly to explain how those things works because the real problem you have right now is when you're in spam, you actually have no clue why. And that's kind of the problem because what we find out is if uh, you're in spam, and we explain that to people, in um, 90% of the time, they'll actually do the right thing and they fix their problem. 
which is good for everybody because usually it's uh, because they're sending better emails. That's what usually that means. And uh, right. so the recipients are happier. The customer is happier because he's selling more and it's easily, it's more, it's easier. So everybody's kind of, uh, it's kind of good for everybody. And there is 10% of the cases where they expect a magic trick. And so right now it's kind of uh, after I've contextualized uh, this, this answer a little bit, the way to reach inbox, the first of all is it deep. So the first question is who are you selling to? So where are you emailing to? So that's, uh, you have a free tool on our system, uh, an inbox booster that tells you how to, that will analyze your uh, little list and will tell you where you're emailing to. Because if you're emailing right. just on Gmail, it's not the same thing as if you're emailing on the forty to Fortune 500 companies which is not the same thing if you're emailing to uh, SMBs. So uh, there is kind of, uh, because usually a lot of SMBs are using uh, Outlook. Some yeah. other com- lots of, most startups are using Google Workspace. So, so you really, the first step is really to look into that. And until you know that, it's kind of, yeah. uh, you, you will not be able to sound efficiently. And you'll see well, that- Well, why are they all different? I don't understand. Hmm. They all have their own uh, idiosyncrasies, so they all have their own quirks and way of working. So, for instance, uh, Outlook, uh, they really want uh, uh, your domain to have a kind of a good history. Gmail, they don't really care about the IP and the domain, but they really care about uh, the behavior of your users. And uh, right. other spam filters, like, for instance, Proofpoint, they'll care about the age of the domain, they'll care about a lot of factors. But, for instance, if you look at what Proofpoint, which is a, a spam filter used a lot in uh, for Fortune 500 uh, and uh, right. Gmail, they will classify spam. Uh, if you remove like the phishing email and all those things, it's probably the, the overlap is probably to be 25%. So that means 75% of, uh, of your emails will be considered spam by uh, let's say one or the other spam filter, but there will be no, no, no overlap. So you really need to be careful here. And that's really the first step is who are you emailing to? So- Wow. Go ahead, well, how, how long does it take to correct that? Uh, so usually we can do that depending on what problems you have, but it can take a day to a couple of weeks. And now, once you know where you're emailing to, assuming for yeah. instance you're emailing on Gmail, when you're, the first step is, uh, are you in spam? So for instance, if you're, uh, I can use Proofpoint as an example or uh, Gmail, but figuring it out is not that easy because for proof projects, we need to buy the spam filter to figure it out, which we've done for you. And we uh, share that with information for free. Or, uh, and even with Gmail, it's very hard because if you're sending uh, an email to your uh, own Google Workspace account, Google will right. uh, Google is super smart. So, they, so it will understand that you want to receive that email, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the world wants to receive it. So uh, you have to use a specific way to even test if you're in spam. So the second step is, are you in spam? Uh, this you can do for right. free on Inbox Booster and uh, we'll tell you if you're in spam. Because what we do is we change, uh, we have uh, some test addresses that we change regularly. So this way uh, we know that uh, they're not getting trained uh, uh, and they don't learn uh, that what kind of emails uh, you, the, the, our software would like to receive. So that's kind of how we do yeah. it. And if you do it yourself, you can, but you need to create a test address uh, almost each time you're going to, to, to test. So, so that's wow. roughly what you So that's the second step. So, you, so before you actually can get to the inbox, the first question is which inbox? And the second question is, does it work? Now, assuming right. it doesn't work, then same thing, you can use Inbox Booster and we'll tell you why you're in front because there can be a lot of different reasons and it starts to be very, very complicated. You really have two types of uh, problems. The first one is uh, it's tied to your past behavior. 
So, uh, for instance, you've sent uh, emails to people you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have, or uh, it has right. nothing to do with you, but it's really like uh, just a word that's triggering the spam filter. And we're going to tell you uh, both, and then you can uh, fix it. If it's a word, there is nothing to do. You just change the word and you're there. So, for instance, we've had a customer, right. uh, they were sending like a sign-up confirmation and they were in spam. And that's because they had a, a word tag in your HTML. So uh, that's what's the reason. Um, and the second and all, and the second problem you'll have, and for developers, it's going to be a lot of that. Well, it's actually going to be a mix. It's going to be also sometimes you've uh, sent to uh, the wrong person, you haven't targeted well enough your email, and Google, right. if you're sending to Google, they, they take that into account a lot, and they'll assume that you're not able to target, so you'll honor your, their, their users. So uh, okay. to understand how Google works, it's kind of uh, the way they do it, they want people to like your email. To like meaning to engage with it, which means really to uh, uh, to open the email, answer it, archive it, and start to right. unsubscribe or delete it without reading it, or just uh, reading it and deleting it, or uh, marking it as spam. So that's right. what you want to do. And if you're able to do that, then there is no uh, problem for sending on Google. On Outlook, they care uh, about similar things, and proof points, they don't really care too much about that. They care a lot more uh, about uh, certain keywords and all that. Huh? Why is it that sometimes what I see, I, I'll get from the same party the email in my inbox, and other times it goes to spam. Why is that? Uh, say that again. Sorry. So let's say you're emailing me, and I've gotten your emails in my inbox, and then all of a sudden, they, your emails start going to my spam folder. What? Why is that? Oh, it's the same principle. Either it's because I've actually sent you uh, an email uh, with a word uh, or a kind of a part they don't like at Google, or I'm assuming right. you're using Google. Uh, you're using Google, right? No. Oh, I it? use Outlook. Uh, okay, so Outlook is different. Uh, uh, so for Outlook, it's because uh, I have done uh, so. Uh, in most, some, so this section, no, it's actually almost the same thing. Uh, I sometimes because I have used a, a kind of a bad keyword, like uh, I've used, right. uh, and, and those words changes all the time. So it's very, so you, it's kind of almost uh, in real time. But this is very uncommon with Outlook. I put a lot more with Gmail. What you will usually uh -huh. have is I would have uh, sent uh, a bad, uh, uh, bad emails afterwards, and the, and uh, and because of that, uh, Outlook will put all of my emails in spam. Well, Google is a bit smarter, so they can just put a certain type of email. So uh, Google, yeah. Google, uh, so, so Google is going to do uh, to do it like that. So that is kind of the, wow. the reason. So huh. so it's because of uh, stuff I've done, and uh, in the uh, uh, in parallel, like for instance, uh, I'm emailing you, and at the same time, I've sent yeah. a cold outreach campaigns to people who absolutely don't like my email, uh, and that's what will happen. Wow. Um, is there a story the audience would find interesting? Mm -hmm. So in what sense, what have you want me to... What? Uh, sorry, can you repeat? Sorry. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Is there a story that you think the audience would find interesting? Oh, uh, in email, yeah, of course. My story or in email uh, deliverability story? Any kind of story you want to tell. Oh, okay. So <laughs> now actually, let me tell the problem of email. Uh, before I talk about the story, the, the, I just want to explain why it's starting to be a problem uh, because it used to be okay. easier. Uh, the problem is uh, 10 years ago, you really had uh, automated emails like a uh, newsletter, sign up, like a bank statement and all that. 
And then you had right. personal emails for business emails, like the people that has been written by uh, email that has been written by a human. But now, if you do cold email, you're probably using a, a, an outreach tool. You're using Outreach, Apollo, whichever one of them. Uh, and th the, those are automated emails. So the kind of the line is really blurry now. So which, what's an email being huh. written by a human? What's an email being written by a machine? Nobody really knows. And I don't usually want to receive an email. So, so that's, right. that's why this problem happened. Uh, and uh, the reason also I think it's uh, really important is because uh, cold email is, uh, first of all, it's a lot less intrusive than cold call. And two people need to sell. Right. So uh, in some markets, uh, this is how people expect to be sold for some products. So that's kind of how you have to do it. And, uh, and it's actually a good thing if you think about it. The main problem is uh, Google is not very happy about that because they would prefer you to pay uh, some ads instead. That's kind of uh, the thing. And as a story, uh, so for instance, we fixed, uh, you mentioned uh, White Combinator. We fixed a White, so White Combinator is not a company doing average. They don't really care about that. They're doing marketing and they have a very, okay. very high brand, like a very good brand, like it's very powerful. So, um, so they don't really have deliverability problem, but they were still in spam on, uh, on Gmail. And they were in promotion and spam okay. on Gmail for their newsletter. And the reason, that's kind of the, the interesting bit, is the first one is it's because they reimported their MailChimp template. So they've imported, uh, they used uh, the MailChimp template uh, and they rebuilt it from that, but they kept some key right. elements of it. And that for Gmail was a very good predictor of promotion. So they moved uh, their newsletter into promotion. And the second that, and the second reason they've had is, uh, so we did that and it worked, uh, but then they went back into right. promotion. And the reason is because they haven't, they've sent, uh, they never pruned their inactive users in newsletter. It's important, meaning that some people hasn't opened their email in the like maybe five of the years and or clicked on anything, and they were still sending to them. So we fixed it, and then the newsletter worked. And the information here uh, 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 and the story here is uh, when I told them that they were uh, uh, not very happy about the results. Uh, and uh -huh. the resolution we found were actually uh, increased or uh, actually their total number of clicks by uh, 35%. But on top of that, right. what's very interesting is this, pro this process is iterative. Like uh, you had to fix it the first time, then you had to look into it the second time. But after that, right. they, have no, they had no problem. So it kind of worked and uh, they actually stopped paying us because they don't have any problems. So... Uh, <laughs> Well, that's not a good thing, is it? <laughs> uh, for us, it is actually because it's just a uh, it's just a, a way of uh, working with customers. Uh, we know that uh, sure. some some customers uh, will stay forever or a long time because it's going to be a recurring problem. Like most people do cold emails, yeah. usually. And for some others, it's uh, it's just going to be like a one-time thing because they will not have any problems afterwards. And we can tell ahead because uh, usually is uh, it's. Uh, is your uh, is email for you business critical? Like, uh, do you like will you be dead if your email doesn't work as a company or uh, as a right. department? Oh, definitely. <laughs> and usually, uh, if the answer is yes, we usually have good customers. Uh, if the answer is no, we usually it's just a one-time event. But for us, it's still useful and it's uh, and it's important to do it. So yeah, so, so that's kind of uh, because it helps uh, explain and all that. But but what's interesting in this story is one the iterative nature of uh, this kind of fix. You really need to, to do it a couple of times until you get there. And two, yeah. uh, the second interesting element is that once it's fixed, you really don't have any problems in a lot of cases. And it's the same thing with cold outreach because one question right. I always have, it's how um, how many emails can I send? I'm probably 
if I should list. Uh, and the answer is as many as uh, the spam filter lets you, meaning as many as you can with good engagement. And sometimes right. you, it's, we have customers, uh, they're sending like uh, probably uh, more than a couple of thousands emails per day in cold average, and it's working very, very well. So it's really, uh, wow. it really depends what you're selling. And the key elements here are, uh, and I'm, I'm uh, kind of going uh, a little bit uh, outside of the, of the initial discussion. It's one, you need to know who you're selling to. If you do cold average, yeah. very, very important. Like you need to know, okay, so this is my ICP. Uh, and you need to know I need uh, those people are actually going to sell. And the way what I'm saying yeah. usually is uh, if you don't know who your, whom your ICP is, you need to experiment until you figure it out. But you shouldn't send a lot of emails. You need to be very, very careful. And uh, yeah. in deliverability, uh, usually w once you know who you're selling to, this is you can send a lot. And the second thing yeah. is uh, sometimes. Uh, because you care about who you're selling to, so basically uh, what's your revenue, there is another side to it, and I mentioned it, it's engagement. So you want your, uh, you want one and a subscription link. A one-click on subscription link, it's now it's going to be a requirement for Google. And the second thing you want is uh, you want to be the, between 0 0.5 and 1.5 of a subscription rate. If you do that, you're fine. Mm -hmm. This means that you you have found a, a via negative, if that makes sense, uh, your uh, right. ICP. Because you want people to subscribe a little bit because uh, you're trying to sell them some stuff to them and some are not going to be interested and that's fine. But you don't want too many of them to not be interested because if you're there, yeah. this actually means they don't care and you're actually not emailing the right people. So you want Right, to... okay. So uh -huh. how, many, how many emails is it safe to send out a day? There, again, as I mentioned, there is no limit if you're able to reach this, uh, this, this, uh, this pattern. Like if you're able to reach to hit this KPI, you can send as many as you want. Wow. And hey, I can't believe we're, we're up with time. Um, what is the one takeaway you want to leave the audience with? Uh, that, that you absolutely need to, uh, that, that uh, you absolutely need to test your email. Uh, if you're doing cold email, you need to do that on Inbox Booster or do it yourself, but you need to do it once per week just to make sure you don't have any problems. Because there is another problem, because uh, I can talk about the subject for hours, but there is a, <laughs> it's very, very important to test your email. Uh, that's kind of, uh, uh, like really, this is kind of the steps I mentioned. And even if you don't think yeah. you have a problem, you need to do that. You need to check who, who where you're emailing to, like what mail server is behind it. And two, right. who you're, uh, and two do you have a problem? Because uh, the thing about this kind of things is they tend to compound. So uh, if you wait too long, not only you will lose sales, but you might actually lose your whole uh, mailbox. So you have to be very, very careful wow. here. It starts to see a problem. It's kind of like a, a leak in you when you have like a, a water leak in your home. You don't usually yeah. don't want to wait too long. This is the same type of problems. It's kind of just problems that kind of explodes if you don't take care of them. And wow. um, and so you absolutely want to, to check that regularly to make sure you don't have a problem. And you can do that for free. Cool. So that's kind of, and it's very, very important. So how, how can my audience find you? Uh, so they go on Inbox Booster and they can even book a meeting with me on the, on the website. They can also, okay. uh, and they can also, uh, and they can test it for free and they can test for free if their email uh, is in Inbox. Cool. Cool. You know, folks, we all live in email land. You've got a, an expert here. And I, I know for me, um, without having this discussion, Nick, Nicholas, I had no idea, no idea. So thanks so much for being on the show. 
And uh, for all of you, I, I strongly suggest that you reach out uh, and, and you have that offer, right? You could do some free emails. Isn't that what you said? Yes, that's correct. You can do the test for free. They can test. And uh, uh, and again, uh, we're happy to do that for free. There is no problem. And they will even get the awesome. diagnosis if they have a problem. And there's no, they don't even need awesome. to sign up or anything. It's just on the homepage. Love it. Love it. So here we go. Another fabulous conversation with a, 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 an expert in what we all need to be better in. I wish you all a great sales day. And Nicholas, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. The Conversational Selling Podcast is sponsored by One of a Kind Sales. If you are frustrated that you don't have enough leads or your sales team complains that they just don't have enough time to prospect, we can help. To work with Nancy and her team to help you manage your sales team, install her proven outbound sales process, and create more bottom line results, email her now at nancy at oneofakindsales.com. To learn more about Nancy and her outbound sales secrets, grab your free copy of her book, The Inside Sales Solution, at oneofakindsales.com forward slash book.